Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be joining me today. I am Eric Brummett, and in today's episode, we're looking at breaking free of the societal norms and living a heart-centered, fearless life. We're being joined today with a lovely friend of mine, Hiroku Mayazaki, who I have always embraced as a wonderful friend. And in exploring this podcast, we are looking at what a mythic life is. A mythic life is free from the constraints of old stereotypes, led by the adventurous soul that is striving for joy, fulfillment of purpose, and the quest for higher growth and connection. A person who believes there is more than meets the eye, that pursues personal development, alternative medicine, lifestyles that are wanting to break free of those societal norms and explore their mystical abilities. There is greatness within everyone and a soul desiring for joy. I want to thank you, Hero, for joining us today. I'm so excited to take this journey with you. Thank you for inviting me. I see here you are the founder of the healing technique, Phoenix Blessing. Tell us more about what the Phoenix Blessing is. Yes. it's uh, First of all, thanks for having me here today. I'm very excited. And I really love what you described about mythic life, because that resonates very well with what I'm doing, how I'm living my life. And Phoenix Blessing comes came out of my uh, own spiritual journey. In my journey, I had a moment where I started to feel my heart, which is I started to feel what I really want in my life. And then that kind of opened up my path and opened up my feelings to know all my abilities, all my qualities that I have been hiding behind my heart. And I, I'm calling the state of being able to utilize all those qualities as Phoenix. It's like you're transforming yourself into this shining, empowering being, and I'm calling it Phoenix. And um, Phoenix Blessing is a um, technique to help people Go through those journey to find yourself in your heart and start allowing through the art and utilizing it to make your life, uh, uh, you know, develop your career or serve other people, whatever you want to do from your heart. That's Phoenix Blessing. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I love that you really use this mystical being of the Phoenix in that way of, of both resonating it in the sense of heart and with the phoenix, it goes through that journey of actually going through its own death to be born again, right? It goes through that that shedding away. So you said that you really resonated with this as you came into kind of your spiritual waking. Tell us a bit of the backstory of this. You know, before we were referencing uh, some Joseph Campbell, like Hero's Journey, when did you feel that awakening? When did you feel that calling? The calling was very interesting. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm a healer. I've been doing this healing activity for like 17 or even more years. But before that, I was total, I was in totally different place. I was completely in a corporate world. <laughs> mm. I actually used to work in the Wall Street too in New York City and everything just I mean, made sense to me back then. I need to work hard, make more money, and become more important person in the company. 
you know, to be famous, <laughs> all those things. But once when I was working in on a corporate job, I had this moment that I felt something important was missing in my life. And when I had that thought, I just couldn't get away from it. I couldn't shake it off. So I took some time to find out what that feeling was, what is missing in my life. And it took me some years, actually, to find out that there's something missing that makes me really excited, makes me really happy. And, and I had that realization that all the life that I, I had been living until then was based on my brain talking, which is based on my father's beliefs, my ancestors' beliefs, all the common sense that I heard from everyone. That was the basis of my life before becoming a healer. And with that realization, I decided to just follow my heart starting from that day. And to follow my heart, I started meditating. There are some, sometimes this idea that comes out of my heart that is kind of not easy to follow. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to follow this path of healing, path of healers. But if I change my career to be a healer, I wanted to change my career to a healer. But that idea is also came with fear. It's like, do I need to give up all this good income from my corporate job? And can I still support my living? How would my parents going to respond to that? Am I still going to have friends? All those fear. And I needed to overcome all those. It took me some while, but I did it. And that shift from corporate job, my brain-based life into my heart-based life but so profound. And I, it was like rebirth, really. And that's when I thought, it's like Phoenix. Legend says that Phoenix comes to the world every hundreds of years. But I believe Phoenix comes to our life every, I don't know, decades to give us a sign that this is a time for you to move on. And I had that moment and I took the chance. It's... <laughs> As you said, it's a, it takes some courage, but I did it. And I thought it opened up the whole new possibility in my life. And I just loved all the paths that I have walked so far. And I wanted to help others do the same. And that's my passion for Phoenix Blessing. Wow, that is so beautiful that from that calling, you found the courage to shed away those layers of expectation and fears so that you can step into what was speaking to you to answer the call. And it's something that continues to evolve, doesn't it? Yes, I think so. You come into a place where there is that fulfillment. You think that you are coming into that, but then another layer sheds away, right? I know you've gone through a few stages of that growth from out oh, of corporate yes, America definitely. into, you know, being the representative of Theta Healing in Japan to launching a company with the all of the creative artistry as well, the jewelry. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely. I was wearing the pendant you gave me just the other day. Um, oh, great. It still carries such a beautiful charge. So through that journey, it really is like walking a labyrinth, right? Like it's not a straight line. 
you never know when you're coming up to a turn and what's going to be around that corner. So when have you faced those evolutions where it's like you face that next challenge of, of growth? You're so right that uh, it's not just straight line. Keep arriving this moment where I felt it's time to move on to something, something new, something next. And there were several of those stages in the last decade. When I started becoming a healer, I, the, my first mission was to just make my healing business successful to support my living. And that by itself was a journey because I needed to work on my beliefs so that I can make, uh, make money, uh, to accept receiving money for healing work, uh, or the, um, belief system. But after a while, I reached this point where I, I did it. I'm successful as a healer. I, I'm receiving some respect and it's comfortable living that life that I have back then. And I could say that, okay, I'm going to live like this for the rest of my life. And then again, I had this moment when I felt something is missing. <laughs> it is like this feeling that I'm not growing right now. When I feel I'm not growing, I feel I got to do something, even changing the environment, changing the business, changing the career. I feel when I'm not growing, I, there's the sign that I have to move on to something new. And then the first challenge, first stage to the second stage from becoming a hitter to another stage of being a hitter, I, I didn't need to change my career, <laughs> but uh, I needed to step up my work of healing to allow myself to create my unique work. And that's the moment that I created this course called uh, Game of Life, in which opened up a whole new possibilities in my life. And since then, uh, after that, I still have three or four stages coming up. And every time I move on to the next stage, I had this moment when I felt there's something missing. I'm not growing anymore. I got to move on. So right now I feel very confident that when, you, when I have that feeling, it's a sign that I need to move on. <laughs> and I, I heard you also share that there was a stagnation, like things didn't have that same shine, right? Yeah. Like, and and it, it sounds a little like you're describing the gilded cage of comfort, how how sometimes we fall into those comfort habits that are self-compromising instead of continuing to grow. Is, is that how you would? That's, that's it? I, I know that's one of the stages in game of life is, is looking <laughs> at comfort zones and where we can stretch and where is beyond our stretch. Something that I really so loved in taking that workshop from you. Oh, thank you. Uh, continue to, to use in my work and with my clients and on myself, you know, because we're never done growing. Right. We never evolving into experiencing new versions of life. And and so when you look at how you have gone on your own journey and you have brought that into a translation to how you support others and theirs, what do you find people are most 
needing to either look at or develop within themselves to answer that call to embrace their free will from not their mind and belief, but from their hearts, as you put it. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I like the way that you describe the stagnation. And <laughs> that's, I, I'm going to use that in my, uh, in my discussion future. <laughs> um, that's a, that's an interesting question because I've seen so many people started healing and they decided they want to help other people. And over time, they kind of lose their way, uh, trapped in this, um, I don't know the right way to say it. They're, they started from this pure intention to help others. But some years later, when I see them, they stuck, they put themselves in this business focused mode, which didn't feel is their true nature. So when I look at them, I feel, I still remember, I still comes back to my game of life stages that I created many years ago. We still need to work on many of our beliefs so that we don't need to put ourselves in the pitfall of focused on ego-centered uh, purposes. And I think it's the challenge that everybody faces because we still have the desires that want to satisfy. And at the same time, we want, also want to help others, serve others to heal. It, me personally, too, I always come back and forth, back and forth between those those different aspects of myself, which is I wanted to make my money. I wanted to support my living. I wanted to make a good living while I also want to focus on helping others. I know some people even feel sometimes they feel guilty of making money. That's another challenge that they need, need to work on. So over the years, I found that we first need to work on ourselves, clear all those beliefs of beliefs that distract us from helping others from our heart. And I believe there are a common set of challenges everybody goes through and which I put together in the game of life and uh, in my book, Discover Your Phoenix. There's really this process of not thinking that just because you had that first breakthrough of shifting through belief systems, that that freed you to embrace that path of becoming a healer, an entrepreneur. And as you grew and taking that next step, what you found was that the healer has to work on their relationship with the ego of business, that so many healers do struggle with this of like, well, how do I monetize and not become consumed with that side of it? Right. And, and so what I hear is that really working on beliefs focused on different aspects of life, help them support each other. Is that how you would connect that? So I heard you reference the ego. Tell me more about this sense of ego. It's uh, I see ego as more like a survival system, which is trying to help our physical body to go through our life safely with comfort and also try to satisfy our desires as much as possible, which is natural. But uh, the problem with this uh, ego system is it's attached with fear because it's connected with survival. When we operate out of this survival or fear-driven motivation, uh, it doesn't allow us to 
connect with our heart, connect with our、uh, higher self or creator or that is or whatever you name it. And because of that, we, if we don't connect with the, our pure consciousness, we put ourselves in this brain based mode again, which is business focused and achieve, achieve, achieve kind of mode. And maybe you can make a result out of it. But the thing is, people notice it. People, when you talk to them, when you talk to people like that, You, you feel the energy, you feel the motivation, intention of the person. Even though you know the person as a very spiritual being, you notice that, ah, this person is now in this fear based mode. And you don't want to look after the person as a, a person that you want to learn and grow spiritually. And I think this is very important because I've seen back in Japan, I used to manage this big group of hitters, about 2000 people. And I keep seeing this phenomenon that they started out with pure intention, but they put themselves in this fear driven mood, especially they, when they, when they see healing business as something that supports their life living. Their fear. And it's so we need to overcome this state. And it's been quite a journey. I mean, for me as well, it's been a quite journey to get over that. It's something I, I deeply resonate with myself. I've, I've faced that fear a few times. I mean, I'm, I'm still single, but you have, you have wife, you have kids, and you have that whole team in your、yeah. organization. So, that survival sense, when we face that fear, when we address it, what do you feel happens when that sheds away? What mindset feels more authentic? I think the, this is how, what I believe. It's,、uh, the intention is the key. If we can overcome those fears,、uh, we can operate anything out of this pure sense of、uh, consciousness. Pure sense of love, pure sense of uh, uh, compassion. And then you start to radiate different kinds of energy and people notice it. You know, I, I teach my technique, Phoenix Blessing, and I used to do Phoenix、uh, Theta Healing too. Techniques are important, but、uh, I believe the energy or the intention that you have in your heart is far more important. And helping others heal, helping others grow because you're communicating more than the technique, more than the language. You're communicating or healing or teaching others with your energy too. By overcoming those fears, you can start to communicate from your heart. You can even send in this healing from your heart as you talk to other people. And that makes Difference, I think. So, that fear that comes from that insecure place in the ego, it dulls the light, is what I've seen. It makes it not so bright. And as a healer, it's about having light to express out, right? It's about being able to do and give. Where when it runs to that survival fear, then it's like need and receive. Yes. 
when you work with people, what journey do you take them on to address this? I believe that <laughs> when you are actually in that mode of uh, fear driven and you see things are rather going uh, okay, okay, instead of really bad, they they're not open to these teachings. <laughs> often, in the last case, I noticed that when you are in that situation, when you are driven by fear, survival mode, you eventually arrive at this place where these fear and negative emotion catch up and get hold of you. <laughs> like uh, whatever you think, whatever you uh, want to do, you kind of um, trigger your anger, trigger your fear, sadness, guilt. And eventually that builds up in yourself and so that you cannot ignore it anymore. And that's what I call, that's what I call the state of dark night of the soul. So my approach is that when people arrive at the stage of dark night of the soul, they have to face those beliefs and emotions. And that's where they are open to receiving help, open to listen, listening my teachings. And that's where people can come to my class, come to my uh, sessions, where I can offer something for them to change. So that's why I created this course named Dark Night of the Soul, uh, which I hope it's going to help people to get over all those biggest fear and transform themselves into Phoenix. This is, this is from my experience. I was in the dark night of the soul and it was very, very difficult. All those negative feelings, emotions build up in myself and I keep avoiding, keep ignoring, just exploded in myself and I just, I was trapped. And I couldn't do anything at the moment. And I was lucky to be able to overcome it. But uh, I thought it's one of my mission to help people overcome the dark night of the soul too. And sometimes we can see that inside ourselves of emotion, feelings, sensation, and the micro-macro relationship. It can also show up in scenarios in a life, yes? Yes. So what 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 does that dark night of the soul look like when it is showing up in our manifestations? I, I actually reference reference to Hero's journey here. You know, I loved Hero's journey. I I, I read it many times. I uh, mapped that to my life, to other people's life, and it makes so much sense. Dark night of the soul, I believe, is the biggest challenge that comes. In the middle of the hero's journey. Yeah, when we when we face the challenges, it can be like a facing a demon. It can be facing a, the conquest of the battle. The hero's journey is like you first receive this calling to enter your journey. And that was for me, the uh, calling took me out of corporate job into healing world. And I took the path of learning transforming myself, overcoming some small to mid-level challenges, but finally arrive at this 
biggest enemy, biggest challenge, which to me was Dark Knight of the Soul. By overcoming your biggest challenge, which is, I believe, is Dark Knight of the Soul, you shift yourself into the person who can start uh, help others. That's what I believe. You overcome, overcame majority of your uh, emotions or challenges. Now you're ready to serve others. In a hero, in hero journey, after overcoming the biggest challenge, the hero comes back to the world they used to be in and start sharing what they learned, start helping others. Is that right? When facing the challenge, usually there is some growth needed where you right. gain you gain some skill, some tool that helps you overcome the obstacle or defeat the enemy or whatever it is. Right. So in this way, I hear that the dark night of the soul is the limiting belief, the fear, the insecure ego that can cultivate and manifest as emotion, thoughts, or even that feeling of dullness or stagnation. But it can also show up as say, failure, where something doesn't work or you keep trying and it doesn't go anywhere right. as an idea or run into that hardship of a relationship. And you have to, through something, shed it away. Right. It's, um, I had multiple Dark Knight of the Soul so far, and every time it was one, sometimes it was triggered by relationships, sometimes because of business uh, failure. But every time it, it triggers all the suppressed emotions, suppressed traumatic memories, which I have been keep, uh, keeping away from. And yeah, so this that's the moment that I needed to overcome all that. And it gives me, it gave me huge growth. It's like jumping on to the next stage. And in, in that next stage, as you build, move back into that vital place, what does it look like when you go through that rebirthing of the Phoenix? What happens when, when the dark night sheds away? <laughs> I got, I, I want to share my experience, my first experience with you. In the dark night of the soul, I was going through deep sadness and this feeling of loneliness. It's like I felt so alone. Although I have people around me, my family is calling me, my uh, friends calling me, but they listened to my story, but they, I, I didn't believe they understood what I'm going through, what I was going through. And I thought, I'm, so alone. I'm going through this by myself. I cannot get any help from them. And if I'm living by myself, what's the meaning of living? <laughs> that was a thought process back then. It was interesting when I, I was walking outside by myself and I looked at the uh, sidewalk and I found this beautiful little flower. And somehow when I looked at the little flower, I felt better. 
I felt this little flower sent me very positive energy. And I naturally, I said, wow, thank you. And I think at the moment, my heart, which was closed, my heart opened up a little. And I moved on to go to the uh, Starbucks or cafe. And, I, and staff in the cafe, they, they welcomed me. They say, Yashemase, which means welcome. And they made my big smile. And again, I thought, wow, they're giving me so much positive energy, making me feel better. They didn't need to do, but I, they, they did it anyway. Thank you. And my heart opened up even a little bit more. And similar things happened throughout the day. I look at the sky and I felt, wow, it's such a positive energy from the sky. Thank you. I looked at little kids playing on the street and they gave me positive energy too. And throughout the day, my heart opened up little by little. And at the end of the day, I, I felt everybody is giving me positive energy. I am connected with everyone. I'm not alone. And then I felt kind of a, a it's what beginning of recognizing oneness with everything and everyone around me that changed, changed myself dramatically. And then I meditated and I started working on those remaining emotions and beliefs that I still had in my heart. And I removed one by one. And about a week later, I reached this moment, the state of my mind where I don't have any negative emotion. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> I thought the, it, I, I call it absence of negative emotion. And I thought absence of negative emotion is just flat out peaceful feeling, but it was different. When I was able to eliminate all the negative emotions, I couldn't help laughing. I couldn't help smiling. And so it was like an extreme sense of happiness. And I thought, maybe this is the one that is called bliss. Maybe. It was so nice, such a nice feeling. I thought anybody, everyone deserves to experience the same feeling. And that's when I decided I, I need to share how I did it. I need to share my experience and so that more people can experience this. That's uh, my experience. And I believe if you arrive at this moment of overcoming dark night of the soul, I think, I, think, I believe you can experience liberation and hopefully bliss as well. And when you operate from this energy, feeling of bliss, feeling of uh, happiness, all your energy, all your energy in your life is going to be originated from that energy and it circulates throughout your life. And it's, I think that's how we can cause positive flow of energy in our life. That is so beautiful. That's such an incredible feeling just hearing that story, hearing that experience. And thank you. What I love and so appreciate from you, Hiro, is how you have 
went through this huge journey of life of shedding away those pressured societal norms and expectations on you of, I need to get this job and climb this ladder and make this money and all these things as prerequisites of fulfillment and happiness and joy to following your heart and that rawness of facing those cycles of life of growth that your journey has translated into these incredible teachings the this <laughs> thank you wonderful structure of the workshop game of life which is so powerful into this beautiful technique and teaching of the phoenix blessing to give people this truly authentic experience that has come through you in life experience you know it's not something that is just like studied and lectured and trained in in books it's like you know it's it's real wisdom and i i so appreciate that from you thank you so much oh thank you that's that's very well said i'm so grateful to hear that <laughs> i remember i mean before creating game of life i created some a uh, couple of different courses and i didn't work well <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then I meditated and I asked the creator to see, uh, and I asked, creator, am I going <laughs> to, is it still good? I, I, am I supposed to make uh, my unique course or always just, just teach whatever is available? And I heard, then I heard, Hero, you need to create a course based on, based on your experience, something that you can talk from your heart. And, and that changed everything. <laughs> yeah. What you hear, what you experienced, what you, uh, the challenges that you went through, many other people are going to go through the same challenges. You need to make the calls. That's how I came up with Game of Life. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, in my philosophy, you know, in mythic life, it really is about where we are making choices from, where free will is is seated in us as a level of consciousness and that when we don't have that awareness of choice then we let the societal expectations our genetic programming run the show and we outsource our free will and when we go through this rite of passage when we reclaim our free will then it awakens consciousness within us and we start to realize how gifted and intuitive we are and we go on that journey. We get to have discovery and have that raw experience of life that can be this huge range of emotion and sensation and life experiences that gives these opportunities to step into bliss, that gives opportunities to connect to that higher spiritual connection or connection to our own consciousness of our soul through our intuition. And so it is something that is so fulfilling, you know, for all of the people listening today, like this is something to really reflect on for a moment. Like what level of free will are we operating from? Are we operating out of 
these expectations put on us and outsourcing of our free will, if I was to answer the call, what would be fulfilling? And that it is possible. We are living in an era that it is possible to really reclaim this. So when we do reclaim it, we get to step into this beautiful place of a mythic life. And we are mythic life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned, that spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred, that everybody has superpowers, and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk, and when life gets real, we heal. We choose our path and make it epic. And so I want to just thank you, Hero, once again for joining us today. For more of the beautiful work that you have brought us, go check out his website, phoenixblessing.com. You can also find him on Instagram, social medias, LinkedIn, and uh, Facebook. And if you have enjoyed this show, please subscribe, write us a review. You can share this episode with friends. If it speaks to you, the more we connect, the more we share, the more we express our light, the more light is out there. And you can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram, The Mythic Life. The Mythic Life Collective is our Facebook group. And uh, send us a message, info at mythic life and want to thank you hero so much for joining us from mexico and all of your travels and wonderful experience thank you everyone for joining today